When somebody asks you if you know your numbers, be honest with yourself. Do you really know your numbers? Do you even have books? If you're making money in a business, you need a bookkeeper. Those books tell a story. And if you don't know how to read the story, one will be created for you and it probably is not gonna end well. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Great holiday season. I hope it's been great for y'all. It's been great for me. Definitely. Yeah, I've been talking to Heather, too. I know it's great for her. So (laughs) good times. And like we said last week, it's a great time for planning. It's a good time for reflection. Good time to plan for the next year. And if you haven't, before January, you're behind the power curve. We said that as well. Yep. So your numbers, (laughs) Heather, as we plan and we talk about business, we use our profit and loss and we use cash flow and, you know, we try to figure out how many deals it is we need to be able to reach where we're at, where where we want to go, how much overhead is going to increase. And we really try to do this from a holistic perspective so that we understand, you know, expenses are going to go up, but we, you know, revenue's got to go up some multiple of that higher so that we make more money. Otherwise, we don't make any more money. As a matter of fact, we could potentially lose money. Yeah. It's remarkable to me how many people don't understand this. It's true. And it's so important. (laughs) It's the most, one of the most basic critical things in business that so many people who've been running businesses for quite a while don't understand. I remember, Ron, a meeting we had four or five years ago, man, that's a long time, um, where you said, I don't know my numbers. I need my numbers. And you said it several meetings in a row because we weren't collecting the right data. And as a business, to be able to pivot and know what's happening with um, our business, income coming in, bills going out. And I remember that because it was so... Because I was the one that was going to help compile the numbers. And I didn't really understand why it was such a big deal at the time until we started compiling everything and I got it. And I was like, oh, oh my word, (laughs) this is a really big deal. (laughs) It's a huge, huge deal. So this has come up a a couple of different ways. And because there's real estate people who list a lot of real estate people who listen to this, I want to put this in terms that you can understand. And if what we describe over the next few minutes resembles your business, let me invite you right now to fix it (laughs) because it's pretty critical that you do. All right. First, let's just take a a, a rehab. And in rehab school, it doesn't matter which course you took, they teach you how to run your numbers so that you have X number of dollars on the back end, right? So you do your ARV, your after repaired value, you subtract off all of your costs, all your soft costs, all your hard costs, your repairs, whatever. And you're supposed to have profit left over at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, right? Let's call it 50 grand. Okay. So you on this rehab, you make 50 grand. Then you tell everybody on the planet you made 50 grand. (laughs) (laughs) Now, some people, some people actually put their checks on Facebook because they're really proud of them. Nothing against you if you put your checks on Facebook because you're really proud of them. I mean, 50 grand on a real estate deal is a pretty cool deal, right? Yeah. But did you really make 50 grand? Because that's really the most important piece. Yeah. And my guess is you didn't. 
Be honest and, with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and why would that be, Heather? Why would somebody running a rehab business that just yeah. got a check for 50 grand not have made 50 grand? Because they usually already incurred the cost. And so they're in their mind like, oh, I paid you know all those contractors off already, maybe even realtor fees or whatever come out of that 50 grand. And they're just excited that they have that big check, but a lot of it's already eaten up. Sometimes, usually I would say half if you're doing a solid rehab job. So, but is they this, happened before. Do you hear a beep? Literally, oh. my, my like whole room is beeping. It just oh, stopped. I, I, don't it's very, I don't know what happened. It's very, very faint. I don't know if it's, I don't know if the place is going to blow up, guys, or <laughs> what's happening here, but. I heard it um, very faint. I could barely hear it until you said something. <laughs> it was, that was really crazy. Nothing <laughs> on my computer was changing. That's completely has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but. It's all right. It that makes sense my, that it would, yeah, it would interrupt your thought process. Interrupted my sure. thought pattern, well, but, but I know I what it was. A, oh, okay, go, go. I know what it was. Listen, you're running a business. A business has expenses. And I'm not, I don't know how many people I have coached, mentored over the years where I've asked, okay, great. That's awesome. So you made 50 grand. So you're good for how many months? Oh, like, yeah. I don't know, six weeks. I'm like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Tell me how that works. Six weeks. How does that happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got all these expenses and whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, so you didn't make 50 grand. What did you actually make? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's my favorite part. How, oh, I have no idea. How do you not know? Yeah. Do you have um, books? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have books. Can you look at them and tell me what you made? No. Okay. So you have a person who's in business, who's doing everything right on the inside and the outside. It appears everything is going really, really well. I mean, you string a few of those deals together. True. You're killing good it. Money. Yeah. Good money. But for whatever reason, there are business owners that live out of their checkbook. And you, yeah. you literally can't do that. If your monthly expenses to run your rehab business are $30,000 roughly every single month, and this month you closed one deal and it was $50,000, you did not make $50,000. You made $20,000. Yep. And that's probably before you've paid yourself. Yeah, true. True. It's like everything. I have a great story, I think, that helps illustrate this in conjunction with what we talked about in our last episode about leaving a legacy by helping your kids understand, you know, finances and and other important parts of life. Because I am going to try to summarize this real fast. But when I lived in Hawaii, I met a a good friend. She was Tahitian and she wanted to fundraise for her kids to go on a field trip. And I was like, oh, great idea. What are you going to do? And she said, I'm going to sell crepes to the elementary kids after school. I saw this super common. They would all set up these little booths or whatever. And I said, well, what are you going to charge? Because I knew living there, food was so expensive, so much more expensive than home here in Utah. And so she said, well, I think I'm just going to charge 25 cents. And I said, well, flour is super expensive. And how are you going to do that? And so she starts telling me how much everything costs, then telling me she's going to buy pre-prepared brownies at the store and sell those too. And I started writing numbers down for her. And I said, but I don't understand. Like, you're not, you're not going to make any money because you're going to lose money. And she's, and she laughed and she, she literally giggled and said, yeah, my husband keeps telling me I need to have a business plan. And I said, no, no, no. Like you're going to charge 25 cents, but these are going to cost you 50 cents. 
So you're going to try to do a fundraiser and you're going to lose money. And she, every time I said it wrong, literally every time she just gave this uncomfortable laugh. Like she didn't understand, like it didn't compute for her. And I bet I explained it five different ways. Never computed. She went ahead and did it. And I said, well, why don't, if you're going to do it, why don't you charge extra for Nutella and whipped cream? Then you can, because she was just going to throw those in. And I said, <laughs> then you can make up some money. You can charge a dollar for one with Nutella and whipped cream. And she just laughed again and was like, the elementary school kids don't have that kind of money. And I said, then don't sell them crepes. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> Maybe I think your audience is the wrong audience. <laughs> I thought about it. I've thought about it so many times because of the blank stare on her face that she did not understand what I was saying. And I tried over and over again. So that gross versus net can mean whether you make money or not. Oh my gosh. And (laughs) in almost every mastermind on the planet, that's literally what everybody talks about is how much gross, how much did I do gross revenue? Yeah. And then if they do anything, they talk about gross profit. Yeah. which is what I would just explain. That was gross profit. Net profit is after the rest of the expenses. So you can take your cost of goods sold off the top. That's fine. But what yeah. you're left with is not your net. It's gross profit. And again, gross profit's a cool number, but it doesn't mean anything if your net number is negative. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine... So now imagine, and some of you out there probably don't have to imagine because you're living it right now. Imagine... <laughs> If you have 10 houses that are out there that you thought you were going to make $50,000 a house, but because of the market now, you're going to make $10,000 a house. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you went from half a million dollars to $100,000. And that happened very, very quickly. And those were going to take, I don't know, three months to sell. And now they're going to take six months to sell. And in six months, you're burning $30,000 a month trying to figure out the new market and you've lost $200,000 and you don't even know how it happened. Yeah. And some of you listening are going to be, that's the dumbest thing. That's the easiest possible thing. And I am telling you right now, there are people running seven figure and eight figure businesses who have no idea of what their numbers are. None. Zero. Wow. And that's how you get upside down really, really quick is you don't understand. And inside of your company, Heather, you remember these meetings. Yeah. You used to have people on the sales team and they would just be like, I don't understand why it is we don't have more money in the company. I mean, we made all these sales. Yeah. I mean, we've closed a million dollars worth of business. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it costs like $100,000 a month to run the business. Yeah. But I'm like, guys, look, here's the other problem is a closing today is not worth the same amount of money as a closing in two months or three months. Mm-hmm. It's the same money, Ron. No, it's not the same money. It's not the same money because I'm the company is still burning money every single month. So if you take, we're supposed to have 10 closings and the 10 closings we're supposed to bring in, whatever, $300,000. That $300,000, if it gets pushed to next month, now it's not worth $300,000 anymore. Yep. Somebody on here is going to be like, it's the same money, Ron. It's not the same money because I just spent $100,000. It's gone. Next month, when I get the three hundred dollars in, it's only worth two hundred. dollars Yep. Because we just shoved everything down the road. And I think for the first couple of years I was in business, 
I felt prey to this pretty hard because the sales team would show up. They'd tell me how much money is coming in. I would look at the closings. The closings would be fine. Then the closings would get moved. And mm-hmm. all I know is that I'm spending money and the money's not coming in. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same amount of money. It, it's going to come in next month, but there's going to be more that comes in next month. I'm like, okay. Except for the fact that I had to spend money this month that's not there. So where's the money come from? Well, the salespeople don't care. I mean, they, they, yeah. it didn't come out of their pocket. That's for sure, right? Everybody inside of your company has to be aware of what their role does to the numbers, which leads to the next set of numbers that are really important, which they're called KPIs, key performance indicators. So to stay on the sales train, Heather, I'm feeling this is this. fun because Great. we track yeah. these numbers. What yeah. if I'm a salesperson? I need to know, like, if I'm getting ready to, to uh, prep numbers for this year. If I want to make a couple hundred thousand dollars this year as a salesperson, I have to know how many calls I have to make mm-hmm. to make how many appointments and how many appointments it takes me to make the number of sales that I need to make. And then all the time I need to be tracking. Am I making the number of calls that it's going to take me to make the number of sales that I need to make? Or am I not? And if I'm not, guess what's going to happen? I can, I can almost with certainty tell you what's going to happen. Down the chain, the numbers are going to shrink and you're not going to end up with the sales you need. Period. I, I love that. I actually just made a note for our January meeting to pull the winners of the key performance indicators, like because you know who has the best ratios. I'm totally yeah. Sure. And then if if I'm a salesperson or if I own a company, I'm constantly just trying to make all of those better, tweak mm-hmm. them a little bit. You don't have to tra- tweak them a ton, but if you tweak the numbers a little bit, if you increase them a little bit, well, you're going to end up with more revenue. And then if you're doing the same thing with your expenses the other way, you're going to end up with more net profit, which is what you want. And it is just dumbfounding to me how many people don't realize this. And then they don't understand why they never have any money in the bank. So true. And it's ever since we have dialed this in really well, man, things have just run smoothly. Like we've dialed this in, I don't know, almost two years, I would say. And... It's just and brought our profit margin from 20% to closer to 40%. Yeah. And all because we just are looking at the numbers all the time. Yep. Constantly focusing on the numbers. So when somebody asks you if you know your numbers, be honest with yourself. Do you really know your numbers? Yes. Are you living out of your checkbook? Do you even have books? Yeah. And if right now you're going, books, what the hell is that? I don't know. I mean, I know <laughs> there's a thing called a bookkeeper, but I don't know what they do. You need a bookkeeper. If you're making money, in a business, yes. you need a bookkeeper and you need books. Those books tell a story. And if you understand how to read the story, you can create an ending that you want. And if you don't know how to read the story and you don't even have the story, one will be created for you and it probably is not going to end well. Yes. Oh, so, so true. And I think because I'm in the headspace of reading this book and trusted to teach these kind of things to your kids. I, my son has been in a play for those of you that are friends with me on Facebook, you may know this, but my son is in his first paid role. He's 12 years old and he's making like $1,200 in a month. And that's, that's a lot for, for a 12 year old. And I have been taking him a long drive every day. And sometimes I have to go at most, I have to go three times a day, a 45 minute drive with gas prices right now. And I told my husband, I'm like out of principle. I'm going to take some of his money and say, you owe me for fuel. 
because of all the time I've spent driving to and from and the fuel cost of doing so more out of principle so that he can understand this very thing that he didn't make $1,100. And then he is paying for his, he wanted to eat out with the other kids that were up there. And I ran the numbers with him. I said, so you're making $150 a week. Eating out is a minimum of $10 a meal where they were eating. And I said, you have this five days a week, six days a week on a couple of weeks. How much money is that? He did the math with me. And I said, so how much money are you actually making from doing this play? So teaching it, teaching it to the people in your sphere, not even just your family and kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Man, it's all the stuff that everyone says, wish they would have taught this in college. That was one thing I got out of the book too. I ha- hear that all the time. Like, oh, wish they would have taught me this in co- college. And I thought, yeah, really? You could teach it at home. Like you could learn those same things Should be. from your parents. There was a, the generation before my parents never talked about any of this stuff. Generally speaking, yeah. they just didn't talk about this. Money was private and you didn't ask. You know, nobody told and, and you didn't ask. You didn't know what your parents were worth. You had no idea if they had any money. Nobody knew anything. That's so true. That's you know? so true. Well, it's a little bit more open than that today. And I think that's a great thing because people, kids need to understand what the heck is going on and they need to know what's, what's what with money. And if you're running a business and you're not teaching this stuff to your kids, that's, that's a shame. And if you're running a business and you don't know it for yourself, you can learn. This is not that hard. We're not talking about building rockets and shooting them into space. We're talking about books. It's not that hard. It's boring. I kind of hate it. Not my favorite thing to do, but it becomes a pretty favorite thing to do when you take your net from 25% to 40% and then you increase your top line by a million bucks. So if you're quick with math, you can figure out what that means. Yeah. If you increase your top line a million bucks and you don't do anything to your bottom line, well, you just did a whole bunch of work for nothing. And how do I know that? Because I've done that before. Yeah. I've spent a whole year increasing the top line, not concerning myself with the bottom line. And I didn't make any more money. Yeah. Good point. So what you focus on, man, don't, so important. don't do that, people. Don't do that. And if you're a rehabber <laughs> out there and you keep telling people you make $50,000 when you didn't, you better stop it. Or tell everybody, start telling everybody the truth. Yes. Be honest with yourself and Be others, a I purveyor guess. of truth out there. Yeah. I made 20,000 net. Yes. Way more impressive than I made 50,000 and I can't live for the next 3 weeks because I already spent it last month. So, yep. just FYI. And on that happy note, is it happy new year, Heather? Yes, happy, it is. Happy it is. happy new year and get your gosh dang planning done and use your numbers to do your planning and all of that stuff. Yes. Amen. Heather, are we going to do a podcast in February for all the people who failed? I think we should. We should. Let's we really do it. We'll, we'll do our planning one in February for when everybody's already failed all of their New Year's resolutions. And then we'll tell you how to do it for real. So get out there and fail forward and fail fast. And then we'll help you out in February. Right. So <laughs> get out there and make something happen. <laughs> this has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.